Welcome to Speak Up, the Speech Pathology Australia podcast. This podcast series highlights conversations with esteemed contributors in the speech pathology space. We explore key issues in the profession in a short and easy to listen to format. Let's hear what this week's contributors have to say. Hello and welcome to the Speak Up podcast. My name is Josephine Dang and I am from the Early Careers Reference Group. I am recording live um, from the second day of Speech Pathology Australia's 2019 National Conference and have the pleasure today to speak with Harmony Turnbull. Harmony have completed her presentation titled An Integrative Review of Health Literacy Demands of Speech Pathology Reports on People with Communication Disability, Implications for Inclusive Practice. Harmony Turnbull is a speech pathologist with long-standing experience in the field of disability, communication disability and dysphagia. She is now pursuing higher degree research at the Graduate School of Health at UTS, exploring the accessibility of written health information for people with communication disability. She has a strong person-centred and rights-based philosophy and recognises the important overlap between disability and health. So Harmony, um, would you like to tell us more about the research that you are doing? Yes, yeah, thank you for letting me talk about something I'm very passionate about, yes. Um, I'll tell you the, the story of the research. Um, it's all about the written reports and other similar kind of documents that speeches, but also other allied health professionals, um, they've been writing reports about clients for, for a long time, that's been a part of our practice. And in the past, the audience has mainly been other health professionals. But that's changed. And now the audience of our written work is includes our clients, their families, people like disability support workers and teachers, and importantly, people with communication disability. So... Um, having knowing that this audience has changed we need to think about the barriers that exist for those people um, for people with communication disability but also the other people who are around them as well there's barriers for for people understanding the information that we're writing and if they don't understand the information it's really hard for them to use it to achieve their health goals so my research aims to find out what, in particular, people with communication disability think about those reports and um, are the reports meeting their needs. If they're not, how can we do things better so that people can use this information to achieve their goals? Absolutely. It's so important, um, I find, at the moment early into my career as well, to make sure that information is accessible mm-hmm. and could be easily understood by all parties. Mm. So thank you for um, investigating further on this. That would be very valuable. Mm. Um, in saying that, what populations um, will your topic apply to? So I'm particularly working with people with communication disability as a result of a lifelong disability, so people who have cerebral palsy or Down syndrome or intellectual disability, um, because uh, people who have a lived experience for their whole life have very important insights they can share with us. Having said that, I do want clinicians out there to understand that this doesn't just apply to one population um, in that population that's the research that I'm doing but you know the, the same kind of changes can apply and and can help 
all populations. So regardless, so anyone with a communication disability um, can benefit from more accessible written information, but also families. They're very busy. They don't have a lot of time to, to trawl through a lot of written work. If we can make our written reports and other documents easier for them to understand and use, that's only got to be a good thing. So no matter what setting clinicians are working in, I think these kind of ideas are important to think about. We know communication is a basic human right. And we need to remember that in relation to all of the people that we work with. Absolutely. Thank you very much for sharing that. Um, so with all these great, wonderful ideas, um, I was wondering um, what tips, um, Harmony as well, um, can you offer to clinicians who want to make their reports more accessible? Mm. Yep. This is what it comes down to. We need to know, Harmony, yes, this is really important. We agree with you. Everybody will agree with me, I'm sure. But... Um, then the next question is, what can I do right now? I can't, I can't wait for this research to come out and change some things there. So um, I've, so far I've conducted a literature review and found there's not a lot of information in the literature about our report writing practices. Um, and I've looked across allied health professions and another, other areas of work to look for what kind of evidence can we fall back on to change our practice to be more accessible. So um, a really big one for me is recommending that clinicians ask their audience, ask the readers of your documents what they want. Ask them for feedback. Ask, you can do that before you write a report. Say, how would you like this to look? Um, I know some amazing clinicians out there who are sitting with their clients and writing reports together. So actually on the computer saying, this is what I'm writing. What do you think about that? So when you give that to the teacher, is that going to get the right message across from our assessment and those sorts of things? How amazing is that? Um, Yeah, really collaborative, almost co-design kind of thing. But it doesn't have to be, you know, that end of the spectrum. Just just check in with the audience of your reports. Um, Is this useful? The way I've written this. Can you use this? Um, And be prepared for them to say, no, I need you to give me the information in a different way. And we need to not be too precious about what we do and go, okay, I'm hearing you. I can change what I do. We've got the skills. We've got the knowledge. We're speech pathologists. We can change the way we communicate, (laughs) especially in our written work. Um, and so one of the, the, cha- the changes we can put into our writing is using plain language. Um, and lots of people know that, that we should be doing that. It's, it's pretty common for people to say, yep, I know we need to be using plain language. What plain language is and how plain is plain is a bit difficult to tell. And when we're immersed in the vocabulary and the jargon of our profession, 100%, we forget. Um, and, and our language structures in our written work become quite complex um, in themselves. So thinking about what's plain, using active voice in our writing, using that kind of language to explain the jargon. So if we need to use the jargon, make, making sure we explain it in a really plain and accessible way. Um, the other... Um, thing I've been talking to people a lot about at the conference since my presentation is about the structure 
of reports as well. So there's you know, things we can do with the language in our reports, but we also need to think about how we structure the information as well. And um, you know, it can be um, very tempting to write our reports based on the tests that we've done in an assessment. Um, but the, the literature is, is encouraging us not to do that, to think about functional domains and, and describe assessment outcomes by functional domains. So even if it's you know, um, headings like, how does the person get their message across? expressive how do they express themselves um, what does the person understand receptive um, how does if it's a child how how do they play with other people um, how do they seek you know um, friendships those sorts of things if it's an adult how do they what supports do they have in their workplace you know thinking about the environment taking very you know adding that the ICF kind of ideas in there and so that helps our readers see a whole person and not just a bunch of tests that we've done on a person. And then if they can see a whole person in our writing, hopefully that um, enables and empowers people to know how to move forward and, and build on the strengths that person has. And uh, the other things that we can do are thinking about our recommendations very carefully. It's very easy just to finish off with, so just have some therapy. Um, but, you know, in, in more words than that, but um, we can think about our recommendations and make them functional, give examples. And then um, the final thing is think about accessible formats. Um, think about, I was in a workshop just now where someone described they've actually done a, a video version of their assessment report. They've, they've been videoing the child with obviously with consent and they've used those snippets of video and put captions over it to describe what the child's doing at that point yeah how amazing is that um, but once again you don't have to go that far <laughs> making your written work accessible can just be spending the time to sit with a family a person a support worker and really explaining in, in really clearly um, what what the, the work means, what the report means. Mm. Absolutely. Thank you very much for such practical and useful dip, um, tips. Um, yeah, that was very, very helpful and very, very valuable. You're welcome. Thank you very much for your time and for sharing all your valuable um, research. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for having me. We hope you enjoyed this week's conversation. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and share it with your colleagues. Thank you for listening. Bye for now.